another guy who's a Yankee fan who's playing golf in Florida. We'll get ready for these stories and more coming up right now as we present another episode of WTBR Sports Talk. Let's go! everybody welcome back again to another edition of wtbr sports talk right here on 89.7 wtbr fm in pittsfield robbie zucker and my partner in crime over there the excited insane red Sox fan that he is sean cronin going nuts going nuts 413-445-4234 the number to call well how was your weekend, sir? I, mean, I know you were partying last night into the night. My goodness gracious. I said two touchdowns and two missed extra points for the Red Sox in two games. What's going on with the Red Sox? It's, it, their offense has just been absolutely out of control. I mean, Kyle Schwarber, when, when they signed him, everybody mocked Heim Bloom for picking him up because he had a, a, a terrible quad injury. And the Yankees signed, or they traded for uh, Rizzo. And that's who I wanted. I wanted Rizzo. But, me, me too. But Schwarber has just been... Absolutely lights out. Kike Hernandez has set postseason records for most hits through the first five games. He's got five home runs in eight games. Their offense is unstoppable. All of a sudden, they're playing defense, which they didn't play defense all year long. Uh, Christian Arroyo has uh, come back from, you know, he. I think he might have had 13 at-bats in the last two months of the season. He hits a rocket two-run homer last night. Cora... Yes, he is still micromanaging the pitching staff, but uh, so far it's working. Erod was phenomenal last night. It's uh, it's just been unbelievable to watch. I just can't believe what's going on. I mean, here's here's a team that cut forty seven million dollars off their payroll, traded their best player, probably one of the top five players, well, definitely one of the top, maybe one of the top three players in all of Major League Baseball, Mookie and Betts, Mookie Betts, who's tearing the cover off the ball right now with the Dodgers, yeah. who are down two zero by yeah, the way. Yeah, don't the Braves, you love the Braves? Is, it's it, it's awesome. Austin Riley's like a folk hero now. I mean, uh, that's great. I hate the Dodgers, so I mean, I'm rooting for the Braves obviously because the other three teams and Houston's bats just gone quiet. Houston has no pitching. What's up with Lance McCullers? I mean, he's basically gone. For the whole playoffs or series, or I mean, that's it. I guess he's hurt. And they, and they wow. said they said this morning that Houston's starting pitchers the first three games of the series have an ERA over twenty. <laughs> that's not a recipe uh, for success. No, definitely not. No, it's, no definitely not. It sounds like sounds like the Andrew Andrew Haney, uh, you know, story of oh, the uh, tomato can Andrew Haney, yeah, exactly. who they should have left in the uh, the uh, right. cornfields in uh, Iowa, right? The exactly. Field of Dreams game, right. yeah, field, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys get you guys get Verdugo, and you guys get. Kiki Hernandez, and we go out and sign Brett Gardner for another you know twelve years, and then and go out and get Joey. I can't make contact, Gallo. So, but first we're going to start with the National Football League. 
Yesterday, or not yesterday, thank God it wasn't yesterday, Sunday, <laughs> I have been a Giant fan since 1972, and I have never seen it as bad as this. At least in the 70s, we had a decent defense. I mean, I, from the top, from John Mara down to Joe Judge and the, what I call the Three Stooges, Judge and Mr. Pat, and then, uh, of course, uh, the Clapper. Yay, the Clapper! Fourth down and one, they go for it, and he goes, oh, let's take the guy who had a concussion last week, and we'll stick him into the line with his head. Yay, what's that a great call, huh? I can't take it anymore. You know, people are giving their tickets away now for $30 for a giant game. $30. And I hear stories from years ago where guys, where the, where the team was so bad, where people left free tickets underneath the windshield, and they say, here, you can have these tickets. And they came back an hour later, and there was eight tickets. Because they ripped them up, okay? <laughs> I've heard that, too. Yes. I mean... People were leaving at halftime. I'm listening the other day, all right, to the fan in New York after the game, and I was on with Feagles. I was on with Feagles and with Bob Papa. Actually, Bob had taken it. You know, Bob was there, you know, the voice of the Giants, and Lance Meadow, and I'm listening to them. I'm talking to these guys, and I'm like, this is like rock bottom, and it's Dave Gettleman. It's the players. It's the coaching. I mean, if you listen to Joe Judge's press conferences, I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like, can you, can you at least – I mean, Dan Campbell – you know, I know the Lions stink, but can can you actually have some emotion like Dan Campbell did? How Dan, about- I mean, Dan Campbell at least wants to bite guys' kneecaps yeah. off, but Joe Judge just is, is he's he's a he's you know another coach off the Belichick coaching tree that has done nothing. He doesn't say anything with emotion. I mean, I'm sitting here listening to him tell him that they made positive strides. How did you make positive strides? You scored 11 points and you scored at the end against the second unit. Could you imagine how many points they would have scored? If they had actually had the first year, you're talking about like 60 points. Oh, Joe, you gave four touchdowns in the last, in the entire quarter. That's great, Joe. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing well, Joe. Congratulations. Joe, you're seven and what, 16 as a head coach in the National Football League? It's Grant, about results. Stop telling me about the, about the damn process already. I'm sick of that, the process. Well, granted, the Rams are, you know, they have Super Bowl aspirations, of especially, course. you know, they, they traded for Stafford, who I think is, you know, finally he gets out of Detroit. Which, you know, I mean, he was just, just lost up there. The only time you ever saw him on national TV was Thanksgiving. And, you know, he they finally put, you know, him in a decent situation. So, you know, the, the fact that they scored 38 points is not a surprise. But the Giants, they didn't even look like they belonged on the same in the same state. When Tony gets hurt, look, the first play, Nate, Nate Solder, who's got to go. I'm sorry. This, was guy, this guy is like, he tumbles over like a weeble, okay? The first play from scrimmage is a fumble. And it's Nate Solder just absolutely being lambasted by a smaller linebacker. And all, and here's a fumble. They recover. And Jones takes him down the field. I mean, look, the book's out for me on Daniel Jones. And I'll talk about that in a little while. But they go down the field, and here we go. We got first down and goal. They are the worst red zone offense in the entire National Football League. Led by a guy whose only red zone, okay, whose only red situation is the scalp on top of his head, okay? <laughs> this guy has got the imagination of the average wet mop. I mean... <laughs> and, and and when he needs to run, he does it first. And when he needs to keep it simple, okay, when he needs to kiss it, all right, we all know what that means. I mean, when he needs to keep it simple, Jason, how about running the ball from the 10-yard line? Booker gives you a, a couple of runs. He's carrying guys. So here's the sequence. They get the first down. So the first play is a 
pass inside like for like five yards and Shepard drops it, okay? It could have been a touchdown, so that's not his fault, all right? Second play is a run off tackle to the left side for three yards. The next one is Daniel Jones throwing the ball, you know, to the first member of the audience way out of bounds, and they call up, they drop a flag. Now, here's my favorite call in football. He couldn't have made the call, of, excuse me, he couldn't have made the catch because the ball was uncatchable, so it's no longer pass interference. I mean, that doesn't make any sense, and they did that twice yesterday in the game, so... But, I mean, this team is so incompetent from the general manager who's been there four years who said, we're going to fix the offensive line. B.S. You haven't fixed anything. You have one good offensive line when you drafted Andrew Thomas who was hurt. So once Andrew Thomas goes out and once Tony goes out with his ankle, for all intents and purposes, this game is gone. Forget it. And then Judge talks about how he gave them a prep talk at halftime. Wow, wow, yeah, rah, rah, rah. I can't take it from Joe Judge anymore. I'm telling you, he makes Ray Hanley look like Paul Brown. I mean, I, you know, I can't take it anymore with this guy. I think I we talked. I, I think we talked about this last week with Joe Judge too. Like when he first got to the Giants, you know, his first year, he was making coaches run laps, you know, in in, in training camp, and wasn't giving jersey numbers to players and things like that. Like that's like Belichick does that with rookies. Like you know, Mac Jones, he was number fifty when he first got. You know, when he first got drafted, and then as the, as the training camp progresses, they you know they gave him obviously he's number ten. But if you if you want to have that type of a reputation like Joe Judge wants, you got to win, and he's not winning. No, he's not. So that 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 type of style does not work if you suck. It gets old. which the Giants suck. I mean, so I, I, did you? I, I heard Keyshawn Johnson's um, comments yesterday on radio. Talking about, you know, it's not Gettleman's fault. This is Judge's fault. You know, when you go for a fourth and one, they, they finally get decide to go for it in the first quarter and go for a fourth and one. They're up 3-0. Three, three so what's the play call? The play call is a quarterback sneak with a guy with a concussion last week. They sneak him into the line. They don't get it, and they have to punt the ball. That was the last three points they got until extensive garbage time at the end of the game where Jones is thrown against the second unit. What is Jones doing in the game? Why is he in the game at the end? I mean, it makes no sense to me. How dumb is that? I'm sorry, but every time you bring up Daniel Jones, I just, I just, I see the memory and the image in my head of him tripping over his own feet, running to score a touchdown last year, and I just laugh. I just go. <laughs> Do you know how many touchdowns he has this year? Do you know how many touchdowns he has? No. Four. Four. Four touchdowns. Compare that with everybody else in the NFL, okay? Please. You know, I like the kid. I think he has some talent. And you get these arguments. They can't win one-one. They can't win with him. They can win with him. He's not that good, okay? He's inconsistent. How'd you like the two interceptions? Through telegraphing passes like he's a rookie in high school? Do you know who leads the NFL in passing yards, by the way, right now? Who? Tom Brady. Of course. Are you kidding me? Of course. I'll probably I saw it this morning. Years I was like old. 2,400 yards already. It's just yeah, the guy's, ridiculous. I can't stand the guy, but he's remarkable. I mean, he'll probably play until he's 75 and in a wheelchair, for crying out loud. He wants a ring on every finger and both thumbs. That's what he's going for. Exactly. Then he's going to start getting fitted for toe rings. That's what he's going for. <laughs> that's that's what he wants. He said he might play till he's 55. And with, with the rules in the NFL now where you can't even touch a quarterback with your pinky, it could happen. Why not? I mean, he's the guy never has. You know what he needs to do? He needs to, like, before a game, just sit in a pile of mud just to get his uniform dirty because he never gets his uniform dirty. You know, I, th- that's why I give the Giants so much credit for winning that Super Bowl because how in the world they were able to get to him. You know why? Because they, they, they actually sacked him a bunch of times. If you go after him, if you pressure him, he, you can beat him. But, I mean, he gets the, rid of the ball so quickly. That's why, that's why when Nate Sol- <laughs> if Bill Belichick did not want Nate Salder back, why would the Giants want to sign him for $70 million? There's obviously a reason. Okay, there's a reason why Nate Salder did not come back to the Patriots because he was terrible. And when you get a player like Brady... 
from the left side. You don't need an offensive line for the left because he gets rid of the ball so quickly. I have no idea in my life why in the world the Giants. This is all about Dave Gettleman, and it starts with the owner. It's not even that. It's John Mara who's just turned into the Will Ponds, and it's turned into you know James Dolan and become one of the worst owners in professional football. You hired McAdoo. You hired Shermer. You hired Dave Gettleman. You hired Joe Judge. You're the fool. You're the fool built a different stadium. Why did you need to build a stadium? Because you wanted more money. You're the p- person who screwed uh, Giant fans out of 50 years of having tickets going back to Yankee Stadium. I mean, John Mayer is the culprit here, okay? As nice a guy as he is, and he's a nice guy, okay? But nice guys finish last, okay? And this guy has done everything he can to bury the Giants into the laughing stock. Here's the, here's the number. Didn't, didn't, no, didn't he come out and say, I'm sick and tired of losing? <laughs> you know, and it, he goes, and it starts with me, right? Yeah. Well, well, how about starting with you? How about you fire everybody, Gettleman, you know, Judge? Just, just, just wipe the slate clean. Yeah. Just wipe the yeah. slate clean. Bring in somebody that you know knows how to run an organization. Like they need, like the Theo Epstein of football. Bring right. in somebody like right. that. Um, what's his name? Casario, who's with Houston in a terrible situation. You know, Nick Casario was the Patriots player personnel guy yep. for twenty years. He's got the the priest Jack Easterby running things down there. Try to pull him out of Houston. You got to start from the top, and and, and Gettleman has to go. I mean, why is it that a guy like, you know, they bring in McDermott in Buffalo, they bring in, uh, you know, McVeigh in Los Angeles, and they bring in Staley in San Diego. I know the Chargers had a terrible, terrible day, you know, losing to the Ravens. It's all right. It's one game. They've, they've had a really good year so yeah, but far. Lamar Jackson's a freak, though. I mean, that's, that's, that, you're going to have is. a bump on the radar oh, yeah, it's, once it's in a while. Okay, you know, that guy's a freak in nature. And he, even Cliff Kingsbury in, in, you know, out in Phoenix, who they didn't even, you know, who the press said, how can you hire Cliff Kingsbury at a losing record in college? And, they're 6-0, and man, and you know what? They're for real. I didn't take them for real, but they've knocked off Cleveland. I mean, they knocked Cleveland around. And then they go and dra- uh, uh, trade for Zach Ernst, the tight right. end. So they got they got some weapons out there. Absolutely, they do. So. And Kyler Murray's a freak. Yeah. He's, he's good, too. You know, and yeah. they, they were worried about his size coming ah. out of, you know, he's, he's 5'11 and a quarter. You know, you know, at the combine, you know, because they're worried about his height. You know, but he's been unbelievable. I grew up watching Fran Tarkin. Let me, Tarkington, Let me tell you something. You don't have to be a big guy to play quarterback and be effective if you're a great athlete. So four one four one three four four five four two three four right here on WTBR Sports Talk ten fourteen. Robbie Zucker, Sean Cronin, with you. So uh, give us a call. Talk about NFL. Anything else you want? But you know, I it just. This giant team is just a joke. And anyway, I want you to talk about the Patriots game because I watched the second half. And again, what's up with Josh McDaniels? What's going on in this guy's head? The thing, I, I, the, I, the thing that killed me was you got the ball with a minute and 30 seconds left before halftime. You have timeouts. And what do they do? They run the ball once, and then they take a knee and run out the clock. Why? And they asked Belichick after the game. And his answer was, <laughs> well, you know, we knew we were getting the ball back second half. So. You well, did such a good Belichick impersonation. Well, I love when, it. Yeah. When they had Tom Brady, they would go down the field. They would at least try to get into field goal position, score points, get the ball back second half, and score again. But, well, we knew we were getting the ball back second half. So and there were some things that, that we, we were trying to work on, and uh, there were some other things. So, and, uh, you know, Mac played well, but, uh, yeah, there's just uh, so. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> That's my that's my Belichick impression that's, for the day there, but I'm that, not even uh, attempt. I do what a hundred. I'm not going to attempt to do that one. So and, and the, the, the play in the I believe it was the fourth quarter, the third down and three. 
instead of, you know, maybe running the ball with Damian Harris or, I don't know, throwing it to one of your two tight ends who you spent $96 million guaranteed dollars on, you know, to throw three yards up the middle to get the first down, you throw a 15-yard pass to Aguilar down the sideline, which he doesn't catch. It's just these play calls, they drive me out of my mind. Yeah, Aguilar's been terrible for the money they signed for Mr. Dropsy, you know. He's got brick hands. It's just, <laughs> he had a career year with the Raiders last year. Yep. He gets paid, you know, I think they gave him $40 million, 20, 15, 20 million a year, and he's right back to what he used to be. And so far, their free agent signings are not working out that well. I mean, uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne has been great, who they got from San Francisco. Nice catch, right? Nice catch. Uh, Hunter Henry has been great, the tight end. Uh, Jonu Smith has, has struggled out of the gate. I think he's still learning the playbook, uh, you know. But it's, it's just... Uh, I, I, they need to unleash Mac Jones because the kid can throw. He oh, was yeah. 15 out of 21. He threw a 75-yard touchdown pass. But it's like when they get to big moments, it's like they put the handcuffs on him. Yep, yep. Uh, let's say, oh, yeah. Let's, it's like when Forrest Gump, when there's a <laughs> run, Forrest, run, and you see the braces come off his legs. <laughs> it's like when you get to the, the, you know, when the game matters, it's like they put the braces back on Mac's legs. Right. It's I, I don't know if that's a great analogy no, or not. Great, I, think no, it's, I think it's, it's really funny. but Except it's, for the it's, accent. It is so frustrating. <laughs> run, Forrest, run. Yeah, mom, I should have a better southern run. accent because I'm from the south, but it <laughs> it just really fries my you-know-what because the Patriots are 2-4. and four, They could easily be 4-2. They held Tampa Bay to 19 points. They hung in with the Cowboys. You know, they took to, and the Cowboys. I think are should have won a, both a, games. They should have won both games. Absolutely. And they're going to play the Jets this week, and you know, and it's, so they'll be three and four. <laughs> but it's because the Jets are just they're about as hot garbage as the as the Giants are. But I don't know. It, it drives me out of my mind. I told you it was a work in progress. Anyway, let's go to the phones four four five four two three four. All right, uh, let's see how it's going here. All right, caller, you're on the air. We're on WTBR Sports Talk. Who am I speaking with? Robbie, Sean, what's happening? Hey, what's Ralph, going on? How you doing, buddy? Hey, Ralph. What's going on? Uh, doing great, doing great. The Giants aren't doing so great, but it's a nice <laughs> sunny day. I'm doing Are you okay. ready to take ownership of the Giants? They offered you the franchise, so I... <laughs> well, you mentioned the scrambler, Fran Targeting. My father was a big fan of Targeting. Me too. And one, I, remember meeting, I remember meeting him and standing next to him. I said, this guy is a... This guy isn't exactly a giant. He's he's a very small guy playing quarterback in the NFL. It was shocking how small he was. Yeah, I love them. I mean, the scrambler. I mean, I used to watch him play with the old teams. Remember the the purple people eaters and you know the the great four that they had and with you know with uh, you know Eller and Page and Larson and you know and and it was just a great you know and, and Jim Marshall well, his, his and Jim Marshall. In Minnesota, his connection in Minnesota was a guy named John Gilliam. Yes, I remember John and, Gilliam, uh, number eighty-four, very well. Yeah, yeah, forty-two. Uh, eighty-four oh, was, I think, oh, eighty-four right. was uh, Wa- Gene Washington. Oh, that's the other Gene, Gene right, Washington. Right. Okay. Yeah, and then he went but, to play for know, San Francisco. It, it, Yep. You know, just so I don't want all the millennials to turn it to turn <laughs> off the station, I better get back to present day football. Right, I got you, Milt Sunday. Yeah. Hey, I, 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 yeah. can, I consider you know, myself to be a millennial in an older man's body, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> now you're doing all right, Sean. You know, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about here's the thing about Joe Judge that bothers me oh. with with no resume whatsoever. He's acting. Um, you know, he's he's hiding secret information there as though he's he's got the secrets of the uh, atomic bomb or something. There's nothing, you know, I think some of these coaches actually have to oh get back God. to basics and understand that this game is, like like every other sport, is 
in essence, very simple. And the simpler you keep it, I don't care what level you're on, the better it's going to be. And he's he's like he's splitting the atom there. And I, I, I resent that kind of coaching. I don't care for it. I don't like it on my football team. To come on the air and, and press conference and tell me you did some things well. What did you do well? What did you do well, Joe? Did you dress the team up well, Joe? What did you do? And to tell me, oh, I had a, I had a conference with them at halftime to see if they would still come out and, and, you know, and, and give it their, their old shot in the second. You know, rah, rah. I mean, enough of this garbage, please. Oh, my God. I'm going back to high school for crying out loud with this guy. It's ridiculous. And the well, idea- you know, this, this whole thing, this is the way they're going. If you notice, the reporters trying to do their job. Number one, the reporters don't ask, ask the most coaching. They don't ask the most coaching questions in the world, but sometimes they do. And, you know, if a good question is asked, a probing question is asked, they, they look at them with contempt. They, they, they don't <laughs> want to answer something difficult. He would, he would fit in very well with those old Coors Light commercials. Where they had the guys, they had the guys drinking Coors Light, you know, and then they, like like the Denny Green, like they are who we thought they were, you know, like, well, coach, they are, you know, he would Joe Judge would be a perfect guy. They should bring those commercials back and have him be in every single one of those. Well, you know, Sean, I want to ask, I want to ask Sean a question, Robbie, because I know what you're going to answer this question. How are you going to answer this question? But what do you think about the Yankees uh, retaining their manager, Sean? Well, I heard that Hal Steinbrenner happens to like Aaron Boone. He thinks he's a nice guy. And I think that George is probably rolling over in his grave right now. I think it's uh, uh, three years with a fourth-year option. It's, yep. they're, just, they're just going the way of analytics. And, you know, Brian Cashman has a, has a lifetime contract, basically. And, and, you know, the Yankees don't want to pay a manager. And Aaron Boone is, I don't know what the contract is. The, the details of the contract. I heard just before we came on the air that they uh, that they that they brought him back, but he's cheap. They can control him and they can tell him what to do. And the front office can call down every inning of the game and say, "Put this guy in. Take this guy out. Put this guy in." And it's just just. I, I think it's uh, I'm happy because as a Red Sox fan I think it's great because I, I think that Aaron Boone is a terrible manager and I and I hate Aaron Boone because of that home run he hit against the Red Sox against <laughs> Tim Wakefield in the 11th inning of that game in 2003. Let but, it go! You're two games away from the World Series. Let it go! You have four World Series championships. The last time we had what? Ralph, you can, Ralph, you can't see me as Robbie's telling me to let it go. I have a, a, a very very big smile on my face right now. So. <laughs> well, you know, if you're feeling that way as an anti-Yankee uh, person. You know, no questions Yankee, need so. to be asked because you know. I'll tell you something. You have to, you have to ask yourself this question uh, in um, in response to that. Who's the, what's the alternative, and are you really going to get somebody in there with a little backbone? And you know, Aaron, he's a good he's a good guy. I always I, I get a good feeling from him, but you know, he's taking orders directly from upstairs, and he's not his own man, if he's you will. But, but I mean, who? What would be the alternative? Who would come in there? An established guy. Buck or would you get a guy, an up, up and coming guy. Buck Showalter? There's no way. Do what the White Sox did with LaRusso, bring Showalter back. There's no way they're going to bring Showalter back because Showalter won't take this crap. He wants his own autonomy, which is ridiculous. Do you think Leon Rose is sitting in the you know upper deck at, at Madison Square Garden telling Tom Thibodeau what to do on a timeout with the Knicks? I mean, it's just, when, when, when did this nonsense start? When did general managers start controlling what a manager does? When did a computer start making the starting lineup for a baseball club? I, you know, I can harken back to only 2009 when Hideki Matsui batted ninth. Excuse me, about a fifth every game for the Yankees. I mean, what's going on here? I'm Ralph. I'm disgusted. I'm absolutely disgusted that either Cash 
or either Boone is still Cashman and, and Boone is still there. I mean, honestly. Well, you're a difficult uh, guy to please. We 25. Know <laughs> he's, he's been there 25 years. In, in every aspect of life, you're a difficult guy to please. But if, and I'm kidding. You know that. I love I you. Know. But, but the, the fact, I'm a difficult guy, too. I should talk because I'm a pain in the yeah, ass. But now but you're married. It's okay. You know? Well, that yeah. makes, that makes I, three of us. I, so, yeah. I know. I'll, I'll throw this at you. And I'll run so to get on other callers, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kylie Irving, right? He oh refuses God. to oh get the, God, that dreaded that dreaded vaccine that some of us still refuse to get. I'm not mentioning names. But uh, what what do you think about that whole ordeal and comment on that? And then I'll run. I'll listen to your comment and I'll, I'll say goodbye. And I got to do a great show tonight at 8 o'clock. I hope you guys listen yeah, to my thanks, show Yeah, thanks, Rob. Tonight. I'll tune in, absolutely, because I don't know when to watch the Red Sox pound Houston again. So uh, I'll, I'll listen as I'm watching, but definitely. Robbie will send me the okay. link to your station. So Okay, that's, uh, that sounds good. And, you know, I really appreciate it. And when I get those on-air calls, you know we love that because we like to mix it up. Absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll say goodbye and I'll listen to your comments. I'll, I'll hook back up to the station. I'll listen to your comments, okay? Thanks, Ralph. Thanks, buddy. Long Thanks, Ralph. Good to talk to you. Best to your mom. Okay, All right. same, right, here. You same got here. Take Thanks, it easy. You got it. All right, Ralph Manhattan checking in right there, right here on WTBR. Ralph mentioned Kyrie Irving. I'm just going to start off by saying I think Kyrie Irving is a putz, and I'm glad he's <laughs> not the Celtics' problem anymore and that he's Brooklyn's problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know where they're going to trade him to now. I mean, you know what's interesting with Kyrie Irving? He's a charitable guy. Now we got another phone call. He's a charitable guy, okay, and he gives money away. He did a lot for the WNBA, but he's such a selfish guy. It's like, dude, get the vaccination and play for the Nets. I mean, you have a team that's got a chance to win a championship. Oh, and he, and, thinks, he thinks the earth is flat, too. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, he, he and the guys that were against Columbus. 413-445-4234. All right. All right. Uh, oops, we, we had a call there. Somebody called. Well, hang that sucker up. All right. Anyway, it is 1025 right here on WTBR. We're going to take a couple of messages, and we shall return with more WTBR Sports Talk right after this message. Underwriters are so important for keeping this station alive. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. I'd like to thank our local businesses for supporting Pittsfield Community Radio and for believing in the mission of the station. When you hear underwriting messages on the air, you know those companies support WTBR-FM. If you're listening now and your business would like to join in and support us, call me today at 445-4234 and get involved or visit us at WTBRFM.com. It will make all the difference. Just when you thought radio was getting dull, WTBR has something to brighten up your night. Really? It's called TBR After Hours, and overnight Saturday at midnight, you'll hear a solid hour of a recording artist or band, the hits, as well as deep traps with limited commercial interruption. Impressive. Most impressive. TBR After Hours is hosted by The Minster. Isn't that the same guy you hear on classic TBR? Hmm. It's TBR After Hours, overnight Saturday at midnight, right here on WTBR, and also available on podcast. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Have you ever dreamed of being a radio DJ, spinning your favorite vinyl, CDs, and MP3s? Have you ever wanted to share conversations with interesting guests with the community? Then the WTBR-FM Programming Committee wants to hear from you. 
We are now accepting proposals for new programs. For more information, visit WTBRFM.com or call 445-4234. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. It's a revolution! Yeah, baby, yeah! 89.7 WTBRFM, Pittsfield. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie's over Sean Cronin here on a beautiful Falls Tuesday right here. 445-4234, the number to call is 1028. Boy, the time's going fast. We've got another caller, so let's take our call while we shall. Okay. All right. Oh, hello. You're on WTBR Sports Talk. Who am I talking with? This is Mark Barbecue. Hey, what's up, Mark? Heard a lot of good things about you. What's happening? Not much. We probably we just sit here. Uh, you know, Sean told us all about the radio show and everything. So we figured we'd come in and tune in at the restaurant and uh, hang out with you guys. And, Absolutely. Uh, Thanks for the publicity. About the Giants bashing, but you know, oh, Paulie, please. He, he's diehard Giants. But let's talk more about history that was made last night, guys. Paulie knows. Paulie knows my my only thoughts on the Giants. Team, only team three Grand Slams in postseason history. Amazing. Last, I know. How about, I mean, the Red Sox are just I'm sick to my uh, stomach. <laughs> hey, I'm coming in for some ribs today, buddy, by the way, after the show, so. All right, I'll make sure. I got a couple racks left. We actually closed today because I had a couple doctor's appointments. Are they beef out. ribs? Oh, okay, okay. I will have some. I'll make sure I get some ready for you guys. Are, are they beef ribs? Okay. <laughs> no, they're pork. Oh, jeez. They fall off the bone. They're count so me, good. Count me though. out. It's all right. <laughs> Also on my Facebook, I posted all the Red Sox fans that are in Berkshire County pretty much come in with on uh, day one of the World Series. You're gonna get some uh, free samples of my sausage dip. Hey, how'd you? What'd you think of my prediction though? When uh, you you said how many innings are the starters gonna go, and and I said Evaldi five and two thirds, and Cora that was came, pretty good. That Cora, was really good. Yeah, Cora pulled him after five and a third, and went. Dang it! I, know. <laughs> I said I was. You know, you should have left him in for one more out, but. Yeah, one more out, and it would have done it. I got you covered anyhow. I still think he micromanages that that uh, they you know all the, do. the they pitching all staff do. a little too much, but they all do. Yeah. And, and they send in Mr. Frisbee's Adam Adovino, but he's actually been pitching pretty well in the postseason. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have a little bit more faith. I think, and I understand being in the postseason wants to you know limit with the the exposure of their pitches and everything. I get that, but it's gonna kill the bullpen, unfortunately, and uh, as it's been proven with. Uh, what we've been doing to the other team with the Red Sox, you know, just beating them up. They're having to go to their bullpen quicker and quicker. The, the, the Houston Astros, the, the, through the first three games, I heard they have an ERA over 20. So let's just keep pounding on them. They lost their best pitcher in Lance McCullers. And uh, Grinky hasn't pitched yet in this series, which right. is which is interesting. I think he's pitching tonight. He didn't have the greatest year, but he's still, you know, 170 innings of, you know, 4.11 ERA, which is decent. I mean, it's not great, but... I mean, you're paying, what, $35 million a year for They're that going guy? home on the golf course. Come on, you yeah. really think that Houston's going to win any of these games? Yeah, and he's a little crazy, too, think about it. Forget you know? it. You'll see Grinky throwing his 58-mile-an-hour uh, EFAS pitches Forget tonight that he it. likes to throw half a dozen times yeah. a game. Forget it. 
I mean, Kiki Hernandez has turned into Ty Cobb. I mean, it's ridiculous. See the names along with Kiki Hernandez and Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb. I couldn't believe the names. You're going to find out. Associated with the guy hitting 500 right now through the playoffs. This is ridiculous. And I think you're going to yeah. find out that something's wrong with Bogarts because he just hasn't looked himself at all. I mean, he, he's just he's lost the art of hitting, and I think, I think there's something wrong with him. And... Devers is playing with basically a broken yeah, forearm. Yeah, he's, he's still hitting home runs. And I mean, they, they, on, they, said it only, it. they said it only hurts when he swings and misses, but when he hits grand slams like he hit the other night, which was wrapped around the pole, which was really nice. Yeah, it feels really good, good when he hits the grand slam. Yeah, that was that was um, yeah, that was pretty it sweet. It sounds like he uh he, he pulled the uh the bicep or something like that in there. If you saw Robbie's face right now, you'd be laughing like. If I somebody am. had a, if Kyle Schwarber had a broken leg, he'd hit three grand slams in a game for the Reds. I mean, it's ridiculous. You change, they change general managers like that. Like I change underwear. I mean, I've never seen a team change so many general managers, finish in last place, and every year they go and win the World Series. I mean, I, you can't make it up. It's it's ridiculous. You can't make it up. I mean, Speak, speaking of Kyle Schwarber, I hope that J.D. Martinez opts out of the last year in his deal, and they go and give Schwarber some money. I'd rather have Schwarber on the roster. J.D. hit a two-run homer last night. He had a decent year, but I don't think he's worth $20 million a he's, year anymore. He's not anymore. He can't play the field. Uh, it's more of the, uh, I, 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 it's sort of like the Veritech. J.D. Martinez is like the Veritech of the Veritech era. It's really not what he can do. It's what he brings to the team for morale, I think. Yeah, he is a good clubhouse presence. I'll give you that for sure. But uh, they said that Schwarber completely turned Bobby Dahlbeck's season around. Like, he worked with him oh, one yeah. time in the cage and then said, hey, you're doing all these crazy things with your mechanics. Just break it back down to basics. And that was one time working with Dahlbeck. And he said, he went up to him and said, can I show you something? And Dahlbeck said, sure. And that that game, he hit two home runs. So I like what yeah. Schwarber brings to the team, too. So I don't know. Yeah, I'd rather I'd, I'd rather have Schwarber over JD, but you know, if, if the rich could get richer, I I wouldn't mind having both, honestly. But yeah. you know, we'll see. Well, you guys get Schwarber and you guys get Kiki and, and we get Brett Gardner in a cloud of dust. I mean, Brian Cashman coming back and Boone coming back. Uh, okay, you're a Red Sox fan, right? So how do you feel? I mean, you must be happy that Aaron Boone's coming back. You know, it's like. I, I just can't take it anymore with Brian Cashman. I mean, it doesn't matter who's coming back because Aaron Boone's a puppet. Anybody they hire is going to be a puppet. You know, oh, let's see the sheet from the computer during the day. Who's batting here? I mean, it's just, it's just become, baseball has become absolutely ridiculous. I, I've, I've said it so many times how absurd the whole thing is and how ridiculous it is. And it's just, it's just analytics, 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 this, analytics, that. I've had enough of it. I can't take it anymore. It's just become absolutely insane. And I give the Red Sox total credit because Cora, there's something about Cora. They bring him back after last year's suspension, and there's something about this guy. The whole year they're in first place. They dive down a little bit. They get some injuries. I mean, Erod, after coming off a really horrible COVID situation where he was really in trouble, I mean, he could have died literally with his heart problem. Myocarditis, yeah. yeah. Okay, yep. right? He comes back. No, he didn't have a great year. His ERA was like four and a half. Okay, but he's still there. I mean, Evaldi has been steady all year. Sale was hurt. So you had basically one guy in the rotation. They get Whitlock. They get Kiki Hernandez. They sign him for a two-year contract. They get Schwarber at the end of the season. And, and the Yankees had no part of Schwarber. They could, the Yankees could even Schwarber contract uh, at the beginning of the year. They could have got him for $5 million after the Cubs basically said, Cubs, go ahead. The Cubs DFA'd him, like, which I can't believe they did. Oh, we don't need a left-hander Yankee team that can hit 35 home runs. Oh, why should we have that? No, let's get Joey Gallo, who's shifted for four outfielders and strikes out 225 times. Yeah, let's get him. I mean, 
He can't make it up. I'm so sick of Brian Cashman. 25 years this guy's been with him, and they have one World Series appearance. The friggin' Kansas City Royals and the Texas Rangers have been in the World Series twice since the Yankees lost one in, in 2009. Uh, how'd that Corey Kluber signing work out for you guys? Oh, God, please. Yeah. And the well, trade for great. Andrew Haney? Oh, those, oh, oh, those oh, great Haney. Oh, yeah. Let's get a guy with a 7 ERA and bring him in. Yeah. Analytics mean, on paper. You know, they look good on the computer screen. Oh, yeah. Tomato cans. $207 million worth of garbage. And then you get the Giants spending $200 million. Both, I mean, the, thank God for my Rangers last night. A big win in Toronto last night. You know, they didn't play well. They got outshot, outworked, outplayed, and yet they were able to win in overtime. So at least they got one team in New York, and they, and they got the Knicks hopefully going to have a good season. But other than that, it's like, it's a disaster. The Jets are a disaster. The Giants are a disaster. You know, the Ralph, Yankees Ra- are just ridiculous. Ralph brought it up just before yeah. the break about Kyrie. Oh, and that's that that. He was, like, part of the big three of Brooklyn, you know? So Kevin Durant said the other day, he's like, I think he's going to be a part of this team. Well, I think you're living in a dream world, Durant, because Kyrie is not going to play this year. What is his big problem with getting a vaccination? I don't get it. Put the needle in your arm. You know what? I had COVID. I know what it's like, okay? And I got a vaccination. The reason I'm alive is because I got this vaccination, all right? Well, I, I, Don't be I, stupid, well, all right? I, I'm not pro or anti-vaccine. Um, I, I see a lot of organizations, a lot of teams, a lot of companies around the world that are saying that if you don't want to get the shot, you're going to have to get tested every day. So why, why can't that be an option? You know, I mean, if he doesn't want to get the shot, I mean, that he's got, Fine, he's, got his, he's got his own viewpoints and things like that. But, let, you know, they're saying, but it's, it's, the, it's the law brought in by de Blasio, the clown mayor of oh, New York, ridiculous. that every worker has to have the shot. Well, I, I disagree with that, too. And I think that if you don't want to get the shot, then have the rapid test every day. And you get tested every That's day. That's fine, whatever he wants to do. But if he's, he's, a, he's a selfish guy. I'm sorry. He's just a selfish guy. That's the way I feel about it. He's a clown. He's a, I mean, he's taken off last year. Oh, I'm going to my sister's party, and I can't make it this week. This is why, the, this is why I don't like the NBA anymore. Besides the selfishness of three-point shots and the self-indulgence of all the garbage that goes on outside the confines of the NBA, this is why the NBA bothers me. When do you ever see this garbage in the National Hockey League? Never. You never see it ever. These guys play every day. They'll play with their limbs falling off. These guys, well, I'll take some load management. I'll take off for a day. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. I'm hey, Ky- sorry. Kyrie, if you're listening, I know you're not, obviously, but uh, the court is flat. The earth is not. Oh, my God. And the Bruins are 2-0. Last night, right? They 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 won another game. Last I was night. mistaken. They did not play last night. Oh, they did not play. I didn't think so. They, yeah, they, I watched the game against uh, against Dallas the other night, and then uh, the Schnoz, as I call him, Kevin, <laughs> Mr. Marshawn, with a with a uh, penalty shot and then an empty net goal. So yeah, the Bruins are gonna have a good team this year. Are you a hockey guy? Yeah, not much. Why don't people love hockey? It's the best sport, played by the best guys who are from small towns. They'll sign an autograph mostly 99% of the time. They play every game. I watched Brian Trotchy, and I hate the Islanders. I watched him play with a separated shoulder. I've watched guys play with broken limbs. I mean, these guys are the best guys. It's fast. It's quick. It's physical. It's skillful. I mean, I don't get it. I just don't get why people don't like hockey. It blows my mind. I just said I don't like hockey. Well, that's why you get the television it's, it's in the kitchen. Because he's, he's too busy making his amazing barbecue. That's why you get the television. Barbecue, so you get the television right there. in the kitchen. You put it right above the right above the you know the sink and put it right near, not too close to the stove, but you know. So anyway, yeah. So what else do you serve at your place? 
Oh, brisket. We got ribs. Oh, nice. I like brisket. Pork. There you go. That's right. My grandmother used to make brisket all for, for the holidays. Nice. We took home a, we, we took home the other night. My father and I about a rack of ribs, some brisket, some pulled pork, some baked beans, mac and cheese. It's 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 legit. It's, nice. It's really really good. Nice. So we'll Fat Boys go. Barbecue, Dalton Avenue, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. <laughs> Plug Tyler, away. Tyler Street. Tyler Street. Tyler Street. Oh, Tyler Tyler Street, Street. Sorry. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. That's not too far from me. It's like five minutes up the road. Not too far. Yeah. Order so. Tyler Brown next. Integrity Tech and Patriot. Oh, yeah, sure. Right, yeah, right there. Hey, Mark, what do you think about the rest of this uh, ALCS? Red Sox going to take it at home or is it going to go back to Houston? Red Sox are taking it at home. I appreciate that. You I really why? do. I agree. The beautiful people of Boston get to witness an ALCS uh, championship game five right. on Wednesday at 5 p.m. when they play. Chris Sale on the mound. I, you know, I, I, I think they're going to take it at home. I really do. I just oh, absolutely I, I, no I doubt do. in my mind. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Houston winning another game in the series. Here's a prediction for you: nine to two tonight. <laughs> when Sale's pitching, fourteen zip. Fourteen Sale zip. Throws a complete game. Wow. That's a bold prediction. Do you know the Yankees were 19th in the league in scoring runs this year? That's why they didn't make them. That's why they didn't do anything. 19th in run score. The Red Sox scored, I think, 100 runs more than the Yankees did this year. I, I tell you, Mark, if they win on Wednesday 14 zip and Sale throws a complete game, I'll buy you a rack of your own ribs. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> it's go big or go home. And Absolutely. I owe you a rack. That works. <laughs> works for me. Thanks for calling in, man. Hey, Mark, nice to talk to you. Yeah, continued success with the rest of them. We'll definitely stop up, bro. I appreciate it so much. And uh, spread the word about our show, man, because uh, definitely we're going to hopefully get some more hours, you know. Huh? I'm going to have to get some recording. You guys going to have to give me, hook me up some audio recording that I can hook to the phone so I can just stream it through here. Yeah, absolutely. We, we, we appreciate it so much. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it, man. Good luck and continued success. And, uh, Anytime. Man. You got Anytime. it. Thanks, Mark. All right. That was Mark checking in right there. So he's predicting Chris Sale is going to throw a complete game and the Red Sox are going to win 14 nothing. Well, I don't know um, if he's going to throw a complete game, but, uh, I mean, you know, it's just well, everything. The way, the way the core is managing, he'll throw, he'll, he'll let them get seven outs, and then it'll be a bullpen game again. Okay, so i got to ask you, okay, I mean, they, they lose two out of three to Baltimore, right? And they go into Washington. They have to sweep Washington. Did you think, did you really think that they were going to do this? I mean, honestly, did you think that they were going to do this well that they were going to beat the Yankees, and then they were going to absolutely just whip the pants off Houston, even though Houston won the first game. I mean, did you really see this happening for this team? I was extremely nervous about the Yankees game because uh, the lottery numbers in Massachusetts the night before were one nine seven eight, And you remember the last thing that happened in 1978 was Bucky Dent? Yeah, I remember. And he, I watched the game. And he was, at, <laughs> he was at the game on Tuesday night. When they, when they, and, and uh, I saw they interviewed him on ESPN, and they're like, "So, Bucky, how are the how are the fans here treating you?" He goes, "Great, because they don't know I'm here." <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I saw I, that. I mean, there I were saw all that. there were all sorts of negative things going on around the Red Sox in terms of, like I'm very superstitious when it comes to sports, and I was like, "This is this is insane." I mean, 1978 lottery numbers, Bucky Dent, but I did I see them beating Tampa? No. 
especially when they got they got they well, got what about shut out three rookies. They had three rookies. You didn't see the, you didn't think that they were going to beat three rookies? Well, the rookies were pitching really well. And then that yeah. McClanahan, I think a nice Irish name, McClanahan <laughs> there. He's a guy I'd like to go to the uh, Tilted Kilt with at Fenway, you, you know, with my buddy Kevin Larkin, and we like to go to that place, but uh, you know, he shut him out in game 1 and right, right. Uh, the offense wasn't clicking. And then all of a sudden it's just like a spark lit and it's Alex Cora. I mean, I, like I said, I, I do think that he micromanages sometimes, but for the most part, sometimes, for, all the time, and they I all, think they all do. And I think that you know, we're to, we, for all all the crap we give Aaron Boone Ugh. about being told things from upstairs, I think there's a fair share of Cora being oh, yeah. told things from upstairs too. And I think that was part of the reason that they hired him back. They said, "All right, you can come back and manage, but you're going to do things our way a little bit more." But why is this? Who changes? When all of a sudden did this start happening? I, I don't know. Like When is the demarcation point that suddenly all of a sudden general manager said, and put the reins on managers having autonomy? I mean, I can't imagine like Sparky or Whitey or, or Billy Martin or any of these guys that I loved managing in Major League Baseball taking crap from upstairs. I mean, it, it's like I can't imagine like now with Gerard Gallant coaching the Rangers, with Chris Drury sitting in the box going, oh, now this is who you want to put on the power play and here's who you want to put on these lines. I mean, Whatever happened to a manager having full autonomy to make a decision? Who's batting here and who's playing today? And I mean, I love when they have like a ten-game, you know, you know, streak in there, hot as a pistol, and then they sit them down for load management. It's ridiculous. Four one three four four five four two three four ten forty five right here on WTBR. We're going to take a break for these messages, and then we'll be back with more to uh, wrap it up. We'll talk a little about NFL and also uh, preview the NBA a little bit if we can. So we'll be right back after these massages. Mexicans, Bigfoot, Koreans, yep. Garbage Pail Kids. We got something for just about everybody. Hipsters. WTBR. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Larry Krepke here from Nothing But Old 45s inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music ever recorded like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM. Pittsfield Community Radio. Sweet Country Music. <laughs> Do you like hard rock and heavy metal music? Oh, yeah! Well, then join me here Friday nights from 8 to 10 for Wounded Radio. Every Friday night, I play two hours of the best music on the planet, from ACDC to ZZ Top and everything in between. This is going to be cool. Want to hear a song on Wounded Radio? Request it on the Wounded Radio Facebook page. And join me here Friday nights at 8 for Wounded Radio. Yeah! Hi. Welcome to the future. The future begins in 10, 9, 8... Eight. Oh, wait a minute. Eight. What, again? Eight. Dude, what the fuck? Who is this guy? Three, two, one. WTBR. Cold outside. Come on, baby, I'll keep you satisfied. All you gotta do is move. Every time you steal that groove. It ain't nothing but a party. 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 
Talk. Robbie Zucker right here for another. Where's my microphone? Something's going on. What's going? Button, button. Who's got the button? Gracious, what's going on here? Don't now? press the green button. Ah, there button. we go. That button. Here we go. All right. So, anyways, we're back and uh, we are going to talk maybe a little bit about hoops since we have a resident hoops expert here. Uh, Sean, what's going on? Um, listen, uh, Knicks, Celtics, Wednesday night, opening night of the NBA season. Any thoughts? Any anecdotes? <laughs> Anything you want to talk about? I, I, I just look at what the Celtics did this offseason, and I, and I don't see them getting any better than they were last year. I mean, you now have Marcus Smart as your starting point guard. You brought back an aging uh, uh, statue in Al Horford, which I, I did not like that move. They, they did an under-the-radar pickup, I think, was Dennis Schroeder coming over from the Lakers, yep. who was offered a four-year, $85 million contract, which he turned down, and the Celtics got him for one year, $9.5 million. I think that could be an under-the-radar move, but I don't see the Celtics being able to compete with, you know, Brooklyn. I think Brooklyn, uh, the Philadelphia, I don't know. Doc Rivers doesn't ever seem to be able to get over the hump, you know. And, uh, you know, who knows what the hell's going to happen there with Ben Simmons. All of a sudden now he said, I'm never going to play there again, and then yesterday he's there practicing. Yeah, he was so, there. I know, he's, uh, I know uh, he's back with the team. So, so I mean, Doc Rivers, did you know he's the only coach to blow three three to one leads in the playoffs? <laughs> Yeah, I know, and I loved him as a player when he played for the Knicks. I mean, I really liked Doc a lot. But, uh, yeah, I, I, it was interesting last year with the Clippers blowing that lead. And uh, I don't know. I mean, for some reason, the teams that he's, been, that he's been coaching don't seem to be able to put things away. As far as the Knicks go, being a Knicks fan, I mean, you know, I said they'd win about 45 games this year. They re-signed, you know, Julius Randle. They bring in Kemba Walker, which is, I think is great because they need guys that can shoot from the outside. They brought in another guy. Was it Fournier, the guy they brought in? Fournier, the yeah, Celtics the traded Celtics. for him. Right, right. Yeah, and he was, he was solid, but the, they, they paid him a lot of money, didn't they, the Knicks? Yeah. And I mean, the Celtics weren't going to give him the kind of money that he was looking for. Right. He's a, he's a solid player. He's a good shooter, though, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. he's an outside guy. I mean, they need help. I mean, Kevin Knox is terrible. Let's be honest. That was a terrible draft. Fournier's a, a good shooter, which he didn't get off to the, to the right start with the Celtics. His first game, he went 0 for 10. Yeah, and R.J. Barrett. And then he, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, we're bringing in this great this great sharpshooter. 0 for 10 in this first game. It's like, all right. Yeah, there we go. But I mean, look, I, you know, the Knicks... It's all about staying healthy. I mean, last year they had some injuries and obviously bringing in Kemba Walker. And then, you know, R.J. Barrett, this is, what, his third year now, right? So he's a good player. Is he a star in this league? Is he, was he worth the third pick in the draft? I don't think so. He's a nice player. He's not a great outside shooter. Uh, I'd like to see him develop something like kind of like what, um, you know, what uh, Quiet Leonard does in, uh, in the Clippers, just a kind of like a pop him 15 feet, you know, and so forth. So... I'd like to see him do something like that, you know, be more of a guy who drives the ball to the basket, creates contact. What drives me crazy about the Knicks is like, they'll, it's like 35 from 55 for three-pointer, and they'll like, you know, land, and they'll shoot like, you know, 16 foul shots. I thought the, the object of basketball was to get the ball closer to the hoop and to draw contact and get to the line. So I'd like to see them play more of an inside game this year. But they have a good team. I mean, will they compete for a playoff spot? Yeah, they'll probably make the playoffs with the East being really kind of like mediocre at the bottom with the Bulls in Detroit and so forth, and Indiana's okay. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks like you know, the thing is, is that you have some stability now. You have Thibodeau, you have Leon Rose, and now Dolan's shutting up and letting Leon Rose do his thing. So here's what I see. I see Zion coming to the Knicks in a couple of years. I don't know how long he has on his contract. But he but, said he wanted to play. He loved playing at Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah. I remember him saying There's he's, no doubt about it. He's going to come to the Knicks. I mean, he's not going to want to stay in New Orleans. There's no doubt about it. When, when New Orleans won the draft lottery, I, I was like, you got to be kidding. It was like, got to be kidding me. <laughs> you know, but that's it, New Orleans. They're they're an up and coming team. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll be yeah. all right. But yeah. we're not a New Orleans sports talk station, so exactly. Um, exactly but, yeah. No, but the Knicks is, is Derrick Rose still there? Yeah, of course. So yeah. they, you know, it's good that they for the Knicks that they brought in Kemba Walker because they were Derrick Rose is not a starter in the league anymore no. because because he's older. No, you know, you can't put the minutes the workload on him that they did last year. You can't do that to him again this year. I mean, it's it's just it's just not feasible. But he won't. He'll break down. But is Kemba really a point guard? He's more of a shooting guard. He's more of an off guard. That's what I don't understand. Like the Knicks still don't have like to me what they consider a real breakdown assist type of guy. You know, they just don't have it. Derek is like that. And they thought uh, they thought quickly was not quickly. Well, who's the other guy they drafted? Um, can't remember. But they, they, they thought that these guys were going to be breakdown type. Well, they thought quickly would be a guy who could break down a defense. He's okay. He's not bad. He's a shooter. Is Kemba's knee and healthy? The, That's the yeah, thing. His knee as, was yeah, positive. as far as I know. He, he, he didn't play a single back-to-back last year for the Celtics. As far as I know, he's okay. And the other guy who I'd like to see get more time is Obi Tobin. Because, to me, if you have a good point guard, if you got a guy who's a good distributor, that helps Obi Tobin's game. Because he's really good in the open court. He's oh. good going to the basket. You know what I'm saying? So Obi Tobin. Is he from Star Wars? Obi-Wan? <laughs> Obi Tobin? That's yeah. right. Love. Use the force with you. The force will be with you always. Okay, so predictions on the Braves-Dodgers series. How much fun has this been? I hate the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers. They make the Yankee payroll look like nothing. They make it look like Tampa Bay, for crying out loud. So the first two games of that series were in Atlanta, right? Yes. Even though because even though the Braves only had 90-some-odd wins, so they won the division. So we're going down. We're well, going to L.A. 88. 88. So we're going to L.A. for three. I, I just think it's amazing what Atlanta has overcome. I mean, losing two of their best hitters. Probably their two. Well, you know, Freddie Freeman's still there. Ozzie Albies is still there. Danzy Swanson. Um, but, you know, losing Ronald Acuna Jr., who's, I think, one of the top 15 players in the league. And then Marcelo Zuna, who didn't get off to a great start, but they lose him to domestic violence, the clown. Which you know, that's just—it's just unacceptable. Um, they lose him for the year, which they—he he probably. He may never play in the game again. Yeah, and they but just, Jock Peterson has a lot of experience with the Dodgers and stuff. Right, but two of their three outfielders are gone for the season, and they overcome that, which is in, it's in, and and their 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 ace of their team is what thirty seven year old Charlie Morton, who's had a great year. But I couldn't name any of the pitchers on that staff. Ian Kennedy, I think, is their other Ian, no Ian Anderson. I Ian think Anderson, they got thank him from you. Jethro Anderson, Tull. They yes. got him from Tull. And yep. they, <laughs> Four four five four two three four number to call. We got about six minutes left on WTBR Sports Talk. Four one three four four five four two three four. Say that real fast, and you'll stutter over it. But uh, I know I'm telling management. Can we just get a four four five two thousand number here? You know. <laughs> yeah, they got Jock Peterson. He wears pearls. You see the pearls around his neck. <laughs> he just—it's just like Jock Peterson, Kike Hernandez. They just come alive in the postseason. They're, 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 they're freaks, and. Uh, with uh, the Dodgers, I mean, Scherzer lost last night. I just saw this morning that they took David Price off the roster. The, the, I mean, but the Dodgers, their pitching is just ridiculous. But now they don't have Price, who I don't like him anyway. Could but, you imagine that? But Kershaw's out. You know, he's not going to pitch the they rest of the playoffs. They have Bauer, Kershaw, and Price. Think about the salaries of those three guys. It's mind-boggling. Ah, the hell with the luxury task threshold. We'll just be, we'll just spend $300 we'll just blow million. blow right through it. And, and the crazy thing about them is... 
they they make these trades every year, like they traded for Scherzer and Turner, and they still have a top five farm system in baseball, which it just blows my right. mind. And that's what I was going to say to you. What does Houston, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, you know, and 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 uh, and the Braves have in common? They build through their own farm system. Tell me how many players literally have come through the Yankee farm system. Tell me of the starting lamp. How about Judge, Gary Sanchez, Gardner. Gardner. That's, is that about it? Yeah. That's about it. That's about it. They got Glaber in the trade, right? They made for, for Aroldis Chapman, okay, when they traded the Cubs. They got Clint Frazier, who knows when Clint is really going to be back. I feel so bad for him with this vertigo thing. I really do because he's a good kid, you know, and he's, and he's come through a lot, of, and all of a sudden he gets this vertigo situation, and they've got nothing out of him last year with the Yankees. So I have no idea whether he's going to be back or what's going to go on with him. I mean, the Yankees have so many question marks, it's ridiculous next year. I mean, no, we don't want Sterling Marte. Let's go get Joey Gallican strike out 4,000 times. I mean, I am so sick of Brian Cashman. I mean, he's like, he should be adopted by the Steinbrenner family at this time. I can't stand it anymore. It's just literally so frustrating. But uh, what just perplexes me, though, is a three-year three deal for Aaron Boone with a fourth-year option. So you're, you're basically, you're... you're Handcuffed to the guy for the next three years. Why three? Why not a, a one-year deal one year or a two-year deal? Year how about one? Deal? Year? How about one? It, it, you know we don't want to make him a one-year deal and make him a lame duck manager. Know, Give know, him a two-year deal, right, right. but a three-year deal for Aaron freaking Boone? But you know what, though? It's not, I was telling you last week, it's not Boone's fault that this team stunk with the exception of Judge and Stanton. These guys stunk. How about they sign LeMayu, okay, to a seven-year contract worth, like, what, $90 million? $95 million. $95 million. You know what he hit? He had 10 two, home runs. Yeah, 265. Yeah, he two, yeah, like 265. You know what his OPS was? I hate OPS, but his, his OPS was like 717. What does he give you as a leadoff hitter anyway? I've been saying that forever. And, you know, when they go out and get Kiki Hernandez, who can run, hit for power. I mean, Kiki Hernandez only hit, like, 262 this season. But he also hit 18 dingers. He had more. He's making half time. What's, what's, he, what's he making? What did they give him for two years? They gave him $14 million for two years. Okay, so he's making $7 million a, a year, and LeMayu's making what? About the same, I guess, similar? $15 million, 15, I think, okay, a year. Yeah, well, yeah well, he's yeah, making was, double right, what Kike's making. Yeah, yeah it's double. That's right. It's a $90 million deal for seven years. Right, they, okay. They signed Kike I'm, ter- to be, I'm terrible when it comes to math, so that's... They, they signed Kike to be the everyday second baseman. He ended up being pretty much the everyday center fielder, and he played a hell of a center field. And I, I think it's great every time he goes to throw, like, to make an assist. He, he, yeah, like, he's been great. He's been unbelievable out there. He brings energy. He brings vitality to the team. He's, he hustles. When do you ever see the Yankees hustle? The Yankees got thrown out 22 times at home plate because they can't run the bases. And I love this. This is the best to me. They fire Nevin, and they fire Thames, and they fire all these coaches. Like, oh, that's really going to make I, a difference I was going to ask year. you about Nevin, how you felt about that. Uh, but I didn't it, care. It doesn't, doesn't I, matter. I didn't care. Well, it's, it's, it's a cover-up. It's a bunch of nonsense using it as an excuse to go, oh, well, these are the, this is the problem with the Yankees. Oh, it's not Brian Cashman. No, it's not Brian Cashman at all. No, it's not at all. Like, they blame Gettleman. You know, it's amazing. They knock Gettleman for all the problems with the Giants. How come they don't knock Cashman? I mean, the, 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 the press does and the fans do. Cashman, Cashman built a, line, a starting lineup, right, where you got the shortest porch in right field in, in baseball, and you have usually eight out of nine guys in your yeah. lineup are right-handed hitters. It's, it's insane. He should be fired. He should be the one gone. You're right. It's not Aaron Boone's fault, but <laughs> you brought him back. Ah, I love it. 2009, the Yankees lost won the World Series. Like I said to you last week, how about just getting there? Like I said, the Kansas City Royals won one and got there twice and two two years in a row. 
Uh, you can't. I, I'm just so tired of Brian Cashman. I mean, the guy's got, like I said, he's got a lifetime supply to Yankee Stadium, a lifetime contract to, to Yankee, Yankee Stadium. I can't, I can't take it anymore. I mean, enough is enough. I mean, you know, he's done some good things in the past. He's made a competitive team every year. But at some point, it's time to make a change. You know, like you, Peter Brady says, it's time to change. I mean, it's, you, it's you, ridiculous. You said before break, like, what's up? Why have we gone to computers? You know, everything's on a computer. Billy Bean. That started the whole thing, the Moneyball era. That started the whole analytics, computers, you know. Oh, we can get rid of Jason Giambi and bring in Scott Hatterberg to play first base. You know, it's the money ball. And that whole, gener- that was the generational change in baseball. And it's, it's, if, if you still go with, an, with a computer instead of an eye test, that's when there's a problem. Exactly. Anyway, man, that hour went fast. Sure did. We, we got to get a couple of hours here. We got to tell it to management here. <laughs> anyway, that'll do it for another edition of WTBR Sports Talk. We'd like to thank all our callers, and uh, we'll see you next week. And keep on uh, dancing and singing and doing their thing. So, anyway, Sweet until next time. Oh, God. Bye, bye, bye. We'll see everybody next week. Take care of yourself.